Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show for a Thursday. The date, September 29th. The year of science, 2022. Science! Oh, hell, science. I'm doing what you're doing. I'm just <laughs> taking words and turning them into noises. That's what I do. That's what you do. That's what I do, yeah. I know. It's fun. It's not fun. It's addictive. It's it just... Dab addictive. Stop. 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 Absolutely. Speak words. <laughs> Oh, kids! What a what a day! What a show! Mm. What a life! What a world! Mm-hmm. Here on the Ralph Report, we have a great show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, I'm going to tell you. We're going to do that uh, dive I promised you yesterday into the 100 greatest TV shows of all time. Ah. This, according to Rolling Stone magazine, and you know when you're talking about television entertainment, Rolling Stone is the magazine of uh, of record. That's what you think. Of. Oh, wait a minute. They're, they're mostly music, aren't they? Well, we'll take a look. <laughs> should be a TV guide list. That's what, what I'm be. saying. If there's going to be a magazine. Bring back the TV guide. Is there still even a TV guide? I don't guide? know. It's do probably they, digital if there is one. Do they sell a TV guide? I've not seen one in the checkout stand there for a while. can't be a TV guide can't anymore. Be. Can't, can't be. be. How would you possibly be able to tell people what was on in their neighborhoods right. and stuff? Because everybody's got a different thing. Right, exactly. And there's hundreds of thousands of channels unless now. There's ma- unless the magazine just covers... The three major networks. <laughs> like the old days. Can you imagine <laughs> the pointlessness of that Of magazine? that TV guide. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, we'll take a look mm-hmm. at that list and give you our thoughts. We'll just peruse it. Yes. We're not going to do every single, no. but some of them jump out more we'll than smell others. smell the horseshit bullshit. <laughs> the horseshit bullshit. Here on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Horseshit bullshit. That's right. <laughs> um... What else? Thursday, sexy time. Ralph oh, Sex yeah. University. Good topic today yeah. from our pal Nayef in Kuwait. Oh, nice. He called in with a suggestion. Nice. I appreciate that, sir. Entertainment news, of course, uh, all of your phone calls. Just a cornucopia of good times. Oh. You're going to say, oh, you know, if this is a Thursday, mm-hmm. imagine what fucking Friday is going to be. Oh, my be. God. This is, the, this is the foreplay right. for Friday's show. Oh. And you know how much foreplay Turns you on. Right? Doc Garon D. Yeah. This is the finger in the ass. <laughs> you again Before with the, the explosion. finger in the ass. <laughs> it's either surprising you or you don't know it's coming. Or, or it's right before. Come. Um, what do we need to talk about first? Oh, oh uh, tonight. Yeah. Tonight's the night. Ooh. Thursday. This night, 7 p.m. I put the uh, message out via bat signal. Uh, yesterday, it is the four-star live watch party. Please come and join us here in the Batcave if you're a four-star general. Just click on that link via Crowdcast, and you can see us in all our glory here in the Batcave. So uh, please, please come join Always us, Always a good you? time. I think so. Also, yeah. uh, real quickly, I want to give a shout-out to all of our Garmy members down there in Florida. Yes. Uh, this hurricane Ian is a nightmare and it's, it's just awful. Uh, also our listeners in Puerto Rico have had to deal with it. Um, 
this is bad news. And so please stay safe. And if they tell you to get out of there, get out of there yeah. and get to shelter. Don't, don't be tough. Don't be, no. uh, don't try to be cool and ride this thing out. It's nothing to fuck around with, but please know that we're thinking of you. Okay, kids. All right. Let's, uh, now that we know what's coming up on the show, yeah. let's get the introductions out of the way. Right. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, the Sheriff of Ghost Town, the Mayor of Myrtle, the victim of vandalism, mm. Nipsey Pence himself. <laughs> we call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. I forgot to add the Dilf Pickle. Oh, the Dilf He's Pickle. He's also the Dilf Pickle. <laughs> Dilf Pickle. I want a robe with sequins. It was Dilf Pickled spelled on the back. As soon as I get my satin jacket with Magic Machine. A green Ric Flair-esque robe. You will get an ornate robe with Dilf Pickle. Dilf Pickle. That'll be your wrestling name. <laughs> Let's dive into this list, shall we? Rolling Stone Magazine this week uh, released a list of the 100 greatest TV shows of all time. In okay. their opinion, most game-changing, side-splitting, tear-jerking, mind-blowing, world-building, genre-busting programs in the history of television. Top 100. From the medium's inception oh. in the early 20th century to the ever-metastasizing era of peak TV. Whatever that means. What is peak TV? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, let's start at 100. Work right. our way through. Okay, what's what on? we do in the shadows. I haven't watched it, but I've heard amazing things it's about it. It's a brilliant television I've program. I've heard great things about it. Here's my problem with many of these. Yeah. It's a great TV show. Yeah. However, if you're looking at the history of television. Of television yeah. And I'll let it sneak in at 100. Okay. I, that's not my biggest bone okay. I have to pick with this list okay. as I went through it. Uh, the Good Fight is number 98. I don't, in the history of television? In the history of television. Good fight. Christine Baranski playing a lawyer. Uh, it was a spinoff of yeah. The Good Wife. It's fine. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But top 100 of all time. Yeah. Put Bosom Buddies in there. You bite my left nut. <laughs> Wait a minute. That, that only punishes me. <laughs> 93, The Rockford Files. Listen, God damn it. Rockford Files, one of the best... Detective shows in the history of the media. Only five slots above the good fight. 93? That's where you're going to bury it? <laughs> fucking, fucking fucks. And, and, and what we do in the shadows is great at 100, but like Rockford Files, like right there at 93? We're talking about a show that that's changed a, the genre of the little, detective series. Yeah, that's, yeah. You got to weight that heavier. Not to mention it was the birthplace for the writing careers of guys like David Shore. Yeah. And people uh, cut their teeth on that show. Yeah, and exactly. went on to do great things. Right. Yeah. The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson's 91st. Come on. That's the top talk show of all time. It's the quintessential nighttime talk show. You can't have any talk show above that. It it created the template for yeah. everything that everybody does after it. Yeah, they can't. Do they have talk shows above that one? Oh, yeah. No, they oh, should, yeah. That, then this is all bullshit. Oh, yeah. This is all bullshit. I feel the same way about the Carol Burnett show at number 89. That should be in the top 25. It's it's perhaps the the best sketch comedy television series that's ever been yeah, on. That should be in the top 25. In terms of variety shows. Yeah. The Wonder Years, by the way, was number 90. Again, a I, fine show. Yeah. It's charming as hell. Top 100? Now, which, the new one or the old one? The old one. I mean, I could see where that would be in the in the top 100. The, the, the Wonder what, Years? For what it was. 
It was a nice look back at, a, at an era of American history. They tackled history. some pretty heavy issues on yeah, that look, in the it 80s. Was, again, it was a fine show, but this is the top 100 uh, TV shows of all time. I, I think it should be lower. It should be in the 90s somewhere. You're going to let it slide. I'll let that one slide, but it's a little high. All right. Uh, I'm cool with this one. I'm Alan Partridge out of the UK. Great TV series, great character, 83. That feels about right to me because that was sort of a game changer when it comes to uh, British television in particular. But again... What, what are we looking at? This is American TV? Is yeah. this the, all TV around the world? Yeah, why are we throwing that in there? That's I thought this was American television. That was for Steve Ashton, I'm sure. That's, <laughs> they did that just for him. Party Down. Party Down? What's Party Down? It was a cable show mm -hmm. with, uh, who's the guy from um, uh, Severance uh, now, the hot show? It was on Parks and Rec. Uh, you know, the guy. The, the guy. I, which you guy? know the guy. I, I, I need more than that. I've He's doing the Verizon commercials now with uh, with uh, the girl. <laughs> with the girl. Okay. It's the guy. That's the guy with, with the, the girl. girl. The guy and the girl. Come on, what's his name? In Parks and Rec. Yeah, the smarmy guy, the good-looking smarmy guy. Roblo? No. God damn it. <laughs> Good looking swarmy. Why guy. is this? Why is Ooh. this? Why is it's this? not Chris Pratt. It's not Rob Lowe. No. It's not the uh, dude with the mustache. No. The other guy. Who's the who's the fourth guy? Oh shit. Now I gotta put the show on hold. Please hold. Please remain on the line. A representative will assist you shortly. And we're back. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. I know him better from Step Brothers. Okay, but okay. still, he's the yes, guy. Yes. Okay, he's the guy. He's the swarmy guy. Party down. He's he's in that. And it's a it's a lovely, funny show, but not 100, not top 100 is, of is, all time. It's Gary Shanley's show above this somewhere because uh, that should be in there before that. Um, that didn't I would hope. that didn't make the list. Are you fucking kidding me? But Larry Sanders' show made the list. Okay, but it's Gary Shanley's show should make the list. I agree. Wow. Here's some that the, the the what we won't be so angry about. Uh, Mr. Show with Bob and David. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Sex in the City. I wasn't a fan, but no, it, I, it changed the game when I see it comes to, to a television show yeah. for women, about women. I see its place in television history. I absolutely agree. The Jeffersons, I feel the same yes. way at number 77. The Honeymooners at number 74 on this list. That should be higher. Absolutely. That changed It created a lot, the template for every sitcom thereafter. That's my point. You don't have every, any that sitcom. That relationship between a husband and wife right. was basically created by uh, Jackie Gleason. Yeah, you don't have the Flitz notes, the Family Guy. You don't have the Simpsons. You yes. don't have any of that stuff exactly. without the Honeymooners. Uh, SCTV at number 70. I can I can live with that. Okay. Chappelle's show at 69. Yeah. Yeah. NYPD not. Blue at 67. Again, NYPD Blue changed, and I know this sounds like I'm just playing my favorites, but NYPD Blue changed the cop show. It, it it was revolutionary in how it yeah. humanized those characters and broke boundaries in terms of what you could show on television, what you could say on television. Yeah, it did that for sure. It was it was a game changer. I'd still put Hill Street Blues higher than that. Uh, Hill Street Blues is higher okay. than that. Yes, we'll get to that uh, when we get to that. Halt and Catch Fire at number 55. I'm not familiar. I'm not either, so I say bullshit. <laughs> the Dick Van Dyke Show, another example of a sitcom that set a template yeah. in terms of a family style sitcom almost every show following that was about a workplace and a family yeah owes the dick van dyke should show. be in the upper half of the list for i sure. i agree key and peel at number 59 absolutely a game changer i got no problem with that uh the office uk is at 53 mm -hmm. the american office much higher on the list um, which i don't agree with i don't agree with that all. the office uk should be higher than the office us that's how i feel uh the shield at 48 
The Shield with Michael Chiklis, a great cop show, not uh, some 20 spaces above NYPD Blue. No, that NYPD Blue show. It was Blue just a show. It was just a cop show. It should go above that for sure. Uh, the Good Place, again. That high? Are you kidding me? The Good Place is at 40. No. I enjoyed that sitcom. It doesn't belong at 40. Ted Danson and uh, Kristen... Um, uh, oh, come on. You're so... You're not helping me at all. Do the wig, Chenoweth, or... No. Stewart. Bell. Bell. See? We got through them. I gave you the list, and you found it. You just kept scratching names right. off the list. Exactly, which made it easier for Loved you. Loved that show, not at 40. That's down 40. there. That's down there in the 90s. That's how I'm thinking. If it's on the top 100 at all. Yeah. Hill Street Blues, 38. There's your Hill Street Blues. That's, that's good. Maybe More than NYPD Blue? I don't think you have an NYPD Blue without Hill Street Blues. You don't, but it doesn't mean it wasn't better. NYPD no. Blue is better. So put it higher on the list. No, I don't think you have. No, that set the tone. I don't think you have that without the All other right. one. Look, I'm not going to fight you in it because I love both those shows, so I'm not going <laughs> to To me, NYPD Blue was just an extension of Hill Street Blues. I suppose it was the next generation, yeah. right? Uh, I Love Lucy at 36. Yeah. Again, Maybe higher. Again, it's got to be higher. Maybe higher, yeah. For what it, it in, did. It invented the three-camera sitcom. Yeah. The live audience. I forgot about that, yeah. That's the top Desi 10 Desi Arnaz created a new way of making television. Yeah. That's in the top 10 then, for sure. Got to be. Yeah. Um, Parks and Rec, speaking of that, 30. Let's see, Office goes above that. because <laughs> U.S. Office was 34. Parks and Rec above the office. I think at office 30. has to go above that. I do too. And I actually really like Parks and Rec. I more did than too. It's, the a, office. it's a great sitcom. But I think office goes above that. As and far as television important. It's a it's a it's a mock single camera kind of documentary format, just yeah. like the office. Yeah. And the UK office was the best. MASH at number 25. We're in the top 25 now. Okay. MASH at top 25. That belongs in the top 25. I, at least. Yeah. At least. Star Trek. Yes. 22. Probably higher. Probably higher. It changed. The nature of science yeah. fiction on television. I mean, at minimum, top 20, That's if not top 15. Be. All in the family at 21. Higher. Gotta be. Higher. Created the conversation within a comedy of topics that had never been covered on television right. in the history of America. Yes. Changed the game. Yes. And what, what could be higher than that? 30 Rock is at 20. No. One space ahead of all I love the 30 Rock, but I, no. I feel the same way. I love that show. It's very funny and very well done, but it doesn't rank above all in the fucking family. No, it does not. Saturday Night Live, 18. That feels about right, I guess. Mm, it could be a little higher for what it's done. Yeah, for I mean, I agree. I, I, I think that I, might be I, a top I wouldn't 10. fight you if you that wanted to a, move it up. That might but, be a top 10. But I don't hate show. it. I don't hate it. It has been around forever. It is an institution, yeah. right? Certainly better than the Americans at 14. What the fuck? No. Right. Roll this list up and put up your ass. That's where it belongs right now. The There's no fucking way. Again, a good show. There's no fucking way. That's ridiculous. You just destroy the credibility of the list. It also ranks above Twin Peaks, which is at 16, which was another game changer. And ahead of the Larry Sanders show at 15. Go fuck yourself, List. The Americans at 14. This is a problem when you get a music magazine to start rating TV shows. A lot of this is sort of like hip, cool, I'm so cool list making. Fuck. I get the vibe. Dude, That they're no. just trying to be arbitrary and controversial. Yeah, the See Americans know. What's hip. Not even in the top 70. Veep's at 13. I can wholeheartedly agree with that. I love Veep, but I don't know if it's 13. I don't oh, know if it's that high. I think so. I love Veep, but that's I think that's in 
20 to 30 range. I think it, it changed the political landscape as well as the television landscape. I think the political landscape was already changing in that direction and they were trying to keep up with it. Well, I think Veep came first and then America <laughs> went down the, down the tubes. Twilight Zone at 12? Higher. It's gotta be, Top right? 10. That's a top 10 show. Succession. No. HBO Succession no. at 11. No. Can we just ha- take a moment and see where this show lands in, in history before we anoint it? Does it doesn't belong there. As it number 11th greatest show of all time? No. No. Go it's eat madness. A, a dilf pickle. The Mary Tyler Moore Show at 10. Yes. I that's think, perfect. I think that's perfect because it changed how women were presented in television. Yeah. A strong single female, yeah. one of the greatest workplace comedies yeah. in history. I have no problems with that. But I Love 10. Lucy belongs ahead of the Mary Tyler Moore. Show. I would agree with you. Atlanta at number nine. No, no, an important show, a great yeah. show, but no. not top ten. No, not top ten in the history of no. television. Top fifty. Top fifty. Cheers at number eight. <sighs> I love that show. It's a game changer. I don't. I think it's a top twenty show. I don't know if it's a top eight show. I agree with you. It's not a top ten show. Mad Men at number seven. No, I'm sorry. I think top top. 30 somewhere there? Yeah, it's not that. It's not, it's not top, a top seven. 10. It's not top 10. Seinfeld at six. Uh, I love Seinfeld, but I don't know how much of a game changer it was. Uh, I think you got to put it in the top 10. I think it's in top 10. I don't know if it's in top six. Fleabag, number five. What the fuck is Fleabag? Fleabag is a show done by the that British writer, actress. Oh, what's her name? Um, she's got three names. Oh, boy. Uh, June it. Lisa Claiborne. That's it. June Lisa Claiborne. No, she's a famous person, did a thing. But ah. we're not going to even stop the show because Fleabag does not belong in the top Oh, she was the one who times. played the uh, the voice of L3 yes. in Solo. Yes, yes. or what, also, whatever, L7. She also co-wrote L3. the script for the, for the latest Bond film as gotcha. well. She's yeah, sort yeah. of a media darling right now. I know now. who you're talking about. And her show, although very well done, and I enjoyed the fuck out of it, is n- no way the top five greatest shows of all time? in history. Mm. Hate lists. The Wire at number four. Nope. You got to put Wire in the top 20, though. But not you know, not in the top four. Not top four. Breaking Bad at number three. I like Breaking... I mean, I don't like it. I've never seen it, but I appreciate what it did and how popular it was, but I don't think it's a top three show. Again, top 20. I can't see it. TV show three. of all time. Number two, The Simpsons. Simpsons it, is certainly a top 10 it's show. It's a top 10 show. It's Changed a, it's, animation. It's the top animated show for sure. But it, but if you're looking at all of television, it created a uh, an audience for animated animation that time. didn't really exist before. Yeah, no, it's a Except top... Except for maybe the Flintstones, but that was even a kid's show that aired in primetime yeah, kind of. It's a top 10 show, if not a top five show. And number one, yeah. The Sopranos. The Sopranos at number one. No. Here's why I can make an argument for mm, it. No. Did you watch The Sopranos? I didn't, but it's not. You a, didn't it's watch not the it. greatest TV show of all time. Eddie, I got to tell you, it, mm. it, it checks off all the boxes. It was one of the most brilliant dramas ever done on television. Yeah. The, the acting in the cast is exceptional. And the reason I would put it at number one, it changed the way Americans watched television. It put HBO on the map in terms of pay cable being appointment television where people went to watch a weekly episode. I see all the important things that it did, but I don't believe it's the number. If you put it number one. I'm not saying in my my gut. Number one? My gut tells me I wouldn't do it either, but I can make an argument for it. These other shows, I can't even make an argument for. I say top 10. You can make the argument for top five. I don't see it at number one. Then what show do you put number one 
in this list? If you're making the list, if you're going to reject the Sopranos, what do you honestly? Put number I one. I honestly, list? the more we we talked about, I think I Love Lucy should be the number one TV show of all time for mm. what it did for the 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 medium of television. But it's that's. You're, but it's strictly a comedy. You're, you're, it's, it, yeah, but I, it affected the world of comedy more than, I, than, I don't know. than drama. I would almost say Twilight Zone because that had comic episodes and dramatic episodes and it changed yeah. the nature of, of television in the sense that, you know, those kind of uh, fantasy, science fiction-y, I mean, it can even create Star Trek in terms of presenting those sort of fantasy ideas on television before anybody. True, else. but I think what kept TV, especially afloat in the '80s, was com- was the sitcom. Yeah, I mean, you can't, can't '80s, deny '90s. That. I mean, it's it's definitely changed now and evolved. And the sitcom is not what it was. But the I power think, of the sitcom. But I think in the '70s, '80s, '90s, it was the power of the sitcom. Uh, not to put too fine a point on things, Batman nowhere on this list in the top one hundred. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm going to wipe my ass with this list and then set it on fire. <laughs> Don't do it the other way. Uh, that would be a bad idea. <laughs> so there you go. That's the, you can find it on rollingstone.com if you want to take a look at you every, get angry single, yourself. every single show. But uh, come on now. That's a weird list. It's, it's so bogus. And they jam some like current popular shows in there just to be relevant. I understand that. But it's hard to make an all-time greatest list and not... I guess seem old fashioned or historical or whatever, because those the ones that stand the test of time, yeah, those are the ones that prove their value in terms of television yeah. history. And you don't know if like a show like Fleabag, which is at four or five, if that stands the test of time. Yeah, I don't know if Succession will be considered one of the great all time TV shows twenty years. From yeah, now. I did that. We will will have... we still be talking yeah, about it? Exactly. I don't know. So there you go, kids. Thanks for asking. I bet you're sorry you did. <laughs> Let's take a look now at Garmy on the line. We love it when you guys call. And by the way, yeah. uh, before I uh, talk about how you can reach out and contact us, mm-hmm. and you can do it via email or social media or the uh, Ralph Report hotline, you don't necessarily have to respond to everything we said just now about those shows, especially no. if one of those shows is a personal favorite. No, not at all. It's... The, the the opinions of the host in no way reflect the feelings of the Ralph Report. No. So take it with a grain of salt. Just our opinions. If we che- if you're a big Succession fan or you have a flea bag tattoo, you don't need to call in and no. uh, rail and be angry. No, take take that time you would you spend writing that email and just go watch an episode of your favorite show. See, that's time better spent. Right. No need to uh, harangue exactly. us exactly because it's just an opinion. We love it when you reach out. Voicemail messages abound here on the Ralph Report when you call the old Ralph Report hotline, 1-833. Hey, Ralph. Once again, 1-833. Hey, Ralph. I listen to each and every one of them. I grab a handful that catch my ear, and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your call. First up, I want to say hi to Marie there in New Jersey. Hey, Ralph, it's Marie from New Jersey. Uh, Thank you again so much for announcing that you and Kevin will be doing Hollywood Babylon on the 8th. Uh, I was able to get my tickets and I cannot wait to see you live for the first time. I'm so excited. Can't even uh, contain myself. Just curious. 
You going to do a meet and greet for your East Coast friend? Let us know. LMB. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Steve. Bye-bye. Thank you, Marie, for calling in. And thanks for getting your tickets to Hollywood Babylon. First time we've been on the East Coast in, I don't know, three years, been maybe. A minute. Yeah, for you, yeah. We're going to be in New Jersey at Kevin's new theater. He just bought his hometown multiplex, and now it is uh, Smodcastle Cinemas. We're going to be performing there. I think you still have to go to uh, AtlanticCinemas.com for the tickets. I don't know. I'll, I'll repost the link. But a lot of people have been asking if there's going to be a chance to hang out. And so we are going to do a meet and greet at a nearby bar nice. after the show. So everybody who's at the show on Saturday, the 8th of October, I'll tell you there <laughs> where to meet me once we uh, nail things down. And then right after the show, we're going to walk over and have a couple cocktails. And I'll be happy to meet you and take photos and sign junk. If you got anything you want to get tagged, I'll be there on the 8th. We're going to have a good time. So I'll see you then, Marie. Also, Eddie Pence yesterday complained that although he has a, a feverish mm -hmm. fan base, yeah, and they uh, they think he's uh, he's dreamy. I am dreamy. He, I think, would like more ladies to you feel know, that just way. to even it out. Well, then your wish is fulfilled. Hello, Eddie. My name is Mary, and I am definitely a female, mm. and I would love some of that dill pickle. Mm. Mm, nom 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 nom. So there you go. Now things have been balanced I'm, a little I'm, bit. I'm satisfied. Good. Thank you. I'm glad. Uh, Eddie and I agree on very few things in this life. Yeah. One of them, however, is that candy corn is oh. uh, has no place. It's the devil's gone. No place being in our world. <laughs> and apparently the people now are starting to call in with other candies they'd like to see eradicated. Oh. oh. As we approach the holiday yes. that is candy-based Halloween. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Noah. One star. Um... I mentioned candy corn. If we're talking about shit candy, <laughs> let's talk about Tootsie Rolls. Oh. All right? Fuck Tootsie Rolls, right? man. No. That shit is disgusting. No, right. Okay? Right. Every year, every kid relates to this. Nope. You get through all the good candy, mm -hmm. and all you got left over is fucking Tootsie Rolls. Word. Talk nope. about wax nope. sugar. That would be no Tootsie Rolls is chocolate wax. That's just disgusting. Right. No. I'm, I'm even as a kid, like I'm still so mad right. about getting Tootsie Rolls every year. Yes. Let it go. It's Let it go. the worst candy ever. No. Worst. Okay? Nope. I mean, worst. Nope. Candy corn too, obviously. Obviously, yes. All right. That will be. Yeah, you you lose a filling for nope. what? There's no there's no value. Tootsie Rolls never made it home. I ate them on the on the route. That is back home. Nuts. That's what you take a handful of and throw in the bag oh. when you got nothing else to give the I kids. I was excited you get those long ones. Not the short stubby midges, but yeah. the long ones. Yeah, the you, long Tootsie Rolls. You like it long. I do. You long like and that. skinny. Oh, yeah. You barely feel it. Till it oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Eddie Pence is right, man. Yep. I am. Garbage. Love the Tootsie Roll. Hey, we heard from Carl. You remember Carl Butel? The, oh. If you're a longtime uh, listener to the Ralph Report, you remember his uh, gartender segments I where he do. would make cocktails for us. And then he started making mocktails for us. Yeah. He upped and moved his family to New Zealand. And we asked him to check in with us when he got there and let us know how things went. Things have been, well, I'll let Carl explain. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, Steve, and Jen. Um, it's Carl from New Zealand now, used to be Agora. Um, I just want to call and give you an update. I've been in New Zealand for about a month now, but I didn't want to call you straight away. I didn't exactly stick the landing when I got here. <clears throat> Actually, my cargo container was seized by American Customs, so they're trying to depart looking for uh, 
drugs and weapons. My family actually had their visa held up, so they didn't weren't able to join me for the first three weeks due to a medical like mischeck. My bank locked me out of my account, and my house was infested with cats. So I don't really feel like it was the best start. Oh, oh so I didn't God. want to call you, but I got to tell you, New Zealand, now that I've been here and everything's been worked out, this place is freaking amazing. It's beautiful here. The food is fantastic. Um, I haven't had pavlova yet, but I have had something called slice. The people are kind. And I got to be honest, it's the craziest thing. It's stuck in the 80s. Like, kids are riding around on bikes. Everyone's a little bit kinder, a little bit, like, mellower. It's really amazing here, very non-confrontational. There's the good with the bad. You have to buy food in season. So, like, if you buy a bell pepper out of season, it's $5 a bell pepper. Although avocados are about 50 cents. There's no Amazon. Um, I got really dependent on Amazon. Just imagine living your life without that. And um, the mullet is making the comeback uh, pretty strong over here. (laughs) So, But overall, I just wanted to say that I was doing fine. New Zealand is absolutely amazing. And uh, I still listen to the show and everything's great. So, love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you for checking in, Carl. Think about Carl, and I got to know him a little bit when he was helping out with the show and, and sending stuff in. He is the most goddamn optimistic guy Sounds in the world. so upbeat. As he listed that series of mishaps, I would be hanging from a shower curtain rod right now. But he's just <laughs> powering through and with a big smile on his face. And things like, uh, sounds like things are better. Carl's so. an inspiration. He really is. Talk about reinventing yourself. So well done, sir. Glad to hear you're doing well. Please keep in touch. And lastly, you know, we play upbeat music for you each and every episode. We call those our happy hits. Since we went through all those TV shows, this is particularly appropriate. Here's Mark's request. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, Steve, Jackpot, everybody. Ugh. Um, this is Mark, two-star general from Culver City, and I have a happy hit request. It appeared in the finale of Breaking Bad, and that song is Bad Finger by Bad Finger, uh, Baby Blue. LMB. Great tune, Mark. One of my favorites, and you're right, it was used in the finale episode of Breaking Bad. Here it is from Bad Finger, Baby Blue.
Thanks to everybody who called in today. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but in order for that to happen, you gotta call me. Call me around. It's the number everyone's talking about. Call me right now at one eight three three. Hi, Ralph. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. You know, Eddie, I always say on Thursdays, every man is born, yes. but not everyone truly lives. No. These folks we're going to talk about now who were mm-hmm. born on this day throughout history, September yeah. 29th, yeah, yeah. they were born to be alive. Born. Seventeen fifty-eight on this day, September twenty-ninth, Horatio Nelson, known as Admiral Nelson, born on this day, the hero of Trafalgar. Trafalgar, one of the great, the Battle of Trafalgar. Yes, one of the great naval uh, wartime strategists in the history of conflicts on the sea. Mm. Great British admiral, born on this day. Also born in eighteen forty-two, Louis Weichmann. An American clerk, just a regular Joe, who ended up being the chief witness in the trial of the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Imagine being thrust into that simply because you witnessed something at a theater one night. That would have ruined him in this day and age. That's true. They would have have attacked him. Went back to his regular job after that. That's right. He probably did. He probably gave his testimony and then just went back to his life. Yeah. Today, it's just ruined. He'd have to go right on Dancing with the Stars or be the mass singer or something. Also on this day, 1899, Laszlo Biro was born, okay. Hungarian inventor. You know, I love people who invent stuff that you we do. still you use get to angry this day. About it. I fucking hate it. I you love it. it. You love hate it. I love it so much. <laughs> he invented the ballpoint pen. Ooh. Come on. That's huge. That is massive. Why don't we call it the Laszlo then? Well, Biro was the first brand of oh. a ballpoint pen, and then I think Bick came along and <laughs> stole his thunder or something. Easier to say. 1901, Enrico Fermi, Italian-American nuclear physicist, mm-hmm. known for his work on Chicago Pile One, oh. which I think is a new series over there on NBC. <laughs> it's about all the dog shit in the park. That's right. It's right after. Somebody's Ch- got to clean it up. Chicago Med and Chicago Fire. In Chicago, Pile One. It's about the guys who run cleaning up dog crap at the park. No. So much drama. No. Uh, pile <laughs> One was the world's first nuclear reactor. Oh. He was one of the first people to split the atom. Father of the atomic bomb was Enrico Fermi. Oh, that's... Worked with Robert Oppenheimer on Project Y there in Los Alamos. Changed the world. He sure did. Hey, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You see this a tiny little piece of something? I'm going to break it. Where do you see the noise and the light and make it go boom? He said famously. <laughs> I was so happy about it. Yeah. Gene Autry was born on this day yeah. in 1907. Of course, uh, 
The owner, many people know, is the owner of the uh, Angels baseball yeah. team. But before that, he was America's favorite cow singing cowboy, singer, actor, songwriter, musician. Here he is, the man in the saddle. I'm back in the saddle again. Out where a friend is a friend. Where the longhorn cattle feed on the lowly Jimson wheat. Back in the saddle again. His biggest hit, of course, was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, that's right. He made that song famous. 1912, Michelangelo Antonioni, Italian director of Blow Up and other classics born on this day. Speaking of directors, great director-producer Stanley Kramer, born on this day in 1913. Just some of his films that always dealt with important issues, the defiant ones. Did you ever see that with Tony Curtis and Sidney Poitier? I have seen that one. That's a great great film. Uh, On the Beach, about nuclear holocaust, Inherit the Wind, Judgment at Nuremberg, Ship of Fools, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, dealt with racism. Mm -hmm. And then just to mix things up, he also did It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, which is just batshit crazy (laughs) people running around being crazy. 1913, Trevor Howard, great British character actor with over 70 names to his credit, was born on this day in Kent, England. Most of our listeners probably know him best as one of the counsel on Krypton. Ah, in the, ori- the original Superman movie. Guilty. 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 Not only did they send those uh, cats into the Phantom yeah. Zone, but they also turned on Jor-El, too. They remember? Did. Here's Trevor. Be warned, Jor-El. The council has already evaluated this outlandish theory of yours. My friends, you know me to be neither rash nor impulsive. My friends, you know, this planet is going to explode. Here, cut your fingernails. (laughs) (laughs) Bum Phillips, speaking of bums, (laughs) Bum Phillips, American football coach with the Houston Oilers and the New Orleans Saints for a a bit. Born on this day in 1923. Also born in 1923, Stan Berenstain. Does that name sound familiar to you, Berenstain? From the Bears? He invented the Bears. He and his wife, Jan, created the Berenstain Bears, which I always thought was some bullshit. You didn't like them? Fuck that. I read those books as a kid. Oh, they could blow me. They couldn't even be bothered to give them fucking names. Oh, it's Papa Bear, Mama Bear, there's Brother Bear and Sister Bear. They're little kids. That can't be. Get a name. Remember names. Get a fucking name. Berenstains. What do you do to the gender fluid kid now? Oh, that's a good point. Brother or sister. Yeah, really. They bear. They bear. Oh, that's right. They bear. <laughs> That'd be awesome. He bear, she bear, they bear. There you go. All bears. Oh, we got to re, re- update this. Got to reboot, reboot those books. <laughs> uh, Steve Forrest, American actor, born on this day in 1925, probably best known for his role as Hondo, the leader of the SWAT squad in the 70s classic cop show SWAT. <laughs> you how many times i was sung that at the top of my lungs jumping over (laughs) hills and dales rolling around with my friends in the yard billy strange great american singer songwriter and famous guitar player as well part of the wrecking crew that uh, group of musicians i've talked about before that played on almost every smash hit Mm -hmm. song in the 60s and 70s he worked with uh, mac davis quite a bit we talked about mac davis last week on uh, north dallas 40 the quarterback in that film Wrote a bunch of stuff uh, for some big stars, including Elvis, one of Elvis's greatest. A little less conversation, a little more action. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A 
little more bite, a little less spark, a little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart and let you satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Larry Linville, American actor, born on this day in 1939, went on to play Major Frank Burns on MASH. Oh, from 1972 through 77. Tommy Boyce was born on this day also in 1939. He and his songwriting partner, uh, Bobby Hart, wrote so many hits, especially for the group The Monkees, including this one. Take the last train to Foxville and I'll meet you at the station. You can be and lastly, Madeline Kahn. I think she has been overlooked as one of the greatest comedic actors yes. in film history. Yes. Always brilliant. I stole every scene she was ever in. I stole every movie she was ever yeah. in. And beloved by some really talented directors, too, who got what she could give. Um, Peter Bogdanovich loved her, put her in What's Up, Doc, and Paper Moon. Mel Brooks loved her, put her in Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles. So good. And one of my favorite performances is his work in High Anxiety, which is a Mel Brooks film I think a lot of people overlook. It's his tribute to the Alfred Hitchcock. Mm -hmm. It's painfully funny. <laughs> uh, Harvey Corman is great in it. Cloris Leachman is also great in it. But Madeline is so funny in this film. My favorite scene with her Mel Brooks, it's a takeoff on Hitchcock. So someone's trying to kill Mel Brooks and he's on the payphone phone trying to call his fiance at her hotel room. And just as the line gets connected, he starts being strangled by the murderer and all he can get out is grunts. <laughs> and she thinks it's an obscene phone call. And her transition from outrage uh. to getting turned on is endlessly funny to me. Uh, 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 uh. I know a lot of the other girls are turned on by these sort of kinky phone calls, but I really couldn't care less. How did you, um, get my room number? I am not going to listen to any more of this. I mean, I've had just about enough. What are you wearing? Jeans? You're wearing jeans? I bet they're tight. Fuck. God damn it. She could turn on a dime. What a so good. brilliant. Her brilliant and Gene actor. Wilder were the two the two comic actors that could turn from one emotion to another. Seamlessly so and make you buy into it 100%. And that's Those where all two. that humor came oh from. Oh, my God. Yeah. Her work in the Young Frags. Oh. That's pretty genius. Taffeta, darling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what we do now? We find a food related to someone born on this day in history. Run it past Eddie Pence. Seen if it's something he'd be willing to eat or maybe just stick up his ass. And then pull out. Yeah. It's only... Sounds like you agreed with that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. More. Right. hey -oh. Put it back. Ed McMahon's up your ass. Uh oh <laughs> um, We're going to talk about it, then pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. When the reels stop on that slot machine, if they all match... Jackpot. That means Eddie's eating the food. However, if they're mismatched, <laughs> he's not going to go for it. No. All right. On this day in 1547, Miguel de Cervantes y Saavedra, better known simply by the name Cervantes, great Spanish author, yes. was born on this day. Yes, yes, yes. 
stop agreeing. <laughs> you have no idea who I'm talking uh-huh, about. Yes. Uh, born on this day in 1547. Since you seem so familiar with his work, Eddie, what, what's your favorite oh. uh, work of fiction that was created by Cervantes? Oh, probably Poroska Sparuska Karu. Translates to the lonely palm tree. The lonely palm tree. For um, those of you who don't know Spanish. Others would say, oh, that was Spanish. That was, I thought maybe he also wrote in Polish. That was Spanish. He also wrote a uh, book, little book known <laughs> as Don Quixote. Oh, I've heard of him. Full name, the ingenious gentleman Don Quixote of La Mancha. Or in Spanish, El Ingenioso Hildago Don Quixote de La Mancha. Mm. It is known as perhaps the first modern novel, one of the greatest works of fiction ever written, one of the most translated books in the world, and of course gave birth to La, the man from La Mancha, the man of La Mancha, the, the musical based okay. on that book, which featured the classic song, To Dream the Impossible Dream. Mm. To dream the impossible dream, to fight the unbeatable foe, to bear with unbearable sorrow, to run where the brave dare not go. Did you ever play Man of... I never played the Man of La Mancha, but I, I'm going to add that to my list. I'd cast you of broad, just off of that. Of Broadway roles that yeah. I'm going to do in my evening, my one-man show. I cannot wait. Ralph on Broadway. I hope you'll all show up for that. <laughs> anyway, the food that is mentioned throughout the book, mm-hmm. the uh, Man of La Mancha, Don Quixote, is, of course, Mancheco. Mancheco being a popular cheese from the La Mancha region of Spain. Yeah. Uh, they eat it throughout the film. Both uh, Don Quixote and his squire, Pancho Panza, Sancho Panza, rather, they uh, are constantly nibbling on Mancheco cheese and washing it down with the generous amounts of wine from the La Mancha region as well. So today's food is Mancheco, Manchego rather. It is a semi-soft cheese, pale yellow in color with a firm and supple texture. A pleasant grassy aroma, smells like grass or hay. Also has a a fruity, nutty, tangy, sweet flavor. It's just too much. Got a little bit of a wang in it, they say. So much wang. It has a a fat content of over 57%, which contributes to its rich flavor. It's a very rich cheese. Comes, of course, covered in a rind that you cannot eat. And uh, by all accounts, uh, Manchego is just a delicious cheese that you must try if you're a true cheese connoisseur. There's only one way for us to find out if Eddie Pence is going to have some of that. Is he like the man of La Mancha? Tilting at the windmills? There's only one way for us to find out. Here you go. One cheese, two cheese. Oh, my God. It's too many descriptors for it. It's it's hay. It tastes like hay, or it smells grassy, like grass and Grassy hay. and hay. Grassy hay. Also nutty, fruity, Nut- tangy, too, and sweet. That's too much. Do you pick a fucking flavor and be that? Come on. Cheese like Ma- wine is supposed to no. be complex. That's no. how you know it's you good. You major in one flavor, maybe a minor in a second flavor, but we don't need, you don't need like seven, eight different flavors. They say Manchego is delicious cheese. No. Good. And, and if you want to be like the man of La Mancha. La Mancha. No, thank you. Don Quixote. Mm-mm. It is I, Don Quixote. You got the, the part. Man. You already got the La part. Mancha. You already have it. Great. When do I start? I'll let you know. Don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> the story of my career right there. <laughs> and that's it for today's Born, Born to be Alive. Born to be alive. Born to be alive.
Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Shocking news yesterday where we found out that Coolio had died. I know, that was crazy. At the age of 59. So young. So young. He was visiting a friend. Mm. He went into the bathroom at his friend's house and then didn't come out for a while. The friend kept calling for him. Eventually went in and found Coolio lying on the floor dead. That's crazy. EMTs were called and paramedics suspect that he suffered a cardiac arrest in oh, the bathroom. You just never know. You certainly don't. You just don't fucking know. That's why, again, we say here on the show, feel free to believe. Yeah. And live your life. A day a day. Go live it a day a day. <laughs> feel free to believe in a day a day. If we put everything all together. You just don't know. It's scary there's no, as fuck, there's man. no... You don't know. You have all these plans, all these fears, all these things you don't want to do or you want to do. Fucking, it doesn't, none of it matters. You either do it or you don't because you're going to die. It's so, right? it's so arbitrary. It's fucking crazy. One minute you're thinking, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And then that's it. You, you never come out of the bathroom. Nope, with a pants full of shit. Oh, now I'm just depressed. It's because you, you released your bowels. It's not how you want to be found. You're not. That's not. That's what I'm thinking. I know it's as, what you're As thinking. my soul's leaving my body, I'm like, fuck. Fuck! Two more minutes, I could have got this out. Then you did, eventually. I did, but not the way I want it. Yeah. So, Coolio gone at 59. Best known, of course, for his film, not his film, his song, Gangsta's Paradise, yes. featured in the film Dangerous Minds. Reached number one, stayed there for three weeks. Here's our tribute to Coolio. All I can think of is Amish Paradise yeah. now every time I hear that Weird song. Al took that. Thanks a lot, Weird Al. <laughs> Paramount Pictures has announced they are removing the next Star Trek film from their release schedule. They have huh. they are it was supposed to come out on June 9th, 2013. Then they shifted it to December 22nd, 20 not 2013, 2023. Then wow. <laughs> time travel. It's Another like time Star travel Trek. Star Trek movie. Uh, then they shifted to December of 2023, and now they're pulling it from the schedule completely. Ooh. Since they uh, they lost their director, Matt Shackman is no longer on the project, so they haven't even found a director yet. They don't know when. This Was this the crew from the J.J. Abrams reboot? Yeah, this is Chris Pine and okay. Zachary Quinto and Carl Urban, Simon Pegg. They're all still attached to the fourth film in that franchise, but uh, no idea when it's going to get made. I enjoyed so. the first two. The last one I didn't really care. It was about. not good, no. but the first two were fine. Yeah. I mean, it's those are big shoes to fill. Yeah, those characters and those performances by those actors. Yeah, they're imprinted upon our popular culture. You're 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 it really is hard to step into those. Taking on a tall order. But trying I thought to most of the cast did pretty well. Yeah, it was fine, yeah. but it was kind of like movie karaoke to me. It's a little like, bit. Oh look, they're all playing those other characters that I really like a lot, right. and this is a pretty good version of that. <laughs> That's like how I feel when I'm listening to karaoke and somebody's really good. It's like it's not the original yeah. song, which I like considerably more, right. but they're doing a nice job. But now these characters are, these actors are getting older than the characters were when they were actually <laughs> on the, in the original cast. We're going to have to reboot the so reboot. It's like they're too old now to play these characters. Sad news. Jimmy Buffett's calling off the rest of his tour for this year. Why? He was in the hospitals. Oh, got no. some health issues. Too many cheeseburgers? Oh, man. You be nice to Buffett. 
Not a parrot. Me head. and my parrot I'm head friends parrot are, head. are bemoaning the okay. fact that he's canceled the rest of his tours for the end of this year and the beginning of next as well. He has to take some time off. Doctor's orders, he's got to rest up. And, he's in the uh, 70s now, right? He's yeah, up there, right? he's up there. Yeah. And so uh, we hope he'll be, he'll be serving up those margaritas yes. for many years yet to come. And as if the original video wasn't enough, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman got together <laughs> for yet another social media blitz, celebrating the fact that in Deadpool 3, Wolverine will be returning to the big screen as played by Hugh Jackman. You just uh, walked through the first one. This time they're both sitting on the couch together, addressing fans' concerns about how exactly Deadpool and Wolverine will be able to interact in Deadpool 3. Hi. Hi. How are you? You have questions. Yes. I, I had a lot of questions. I'm sure you had a lot of questions, but rest assured, we're going to answer them right now. Like, for example, how is Wolverine alive yeah. after Logan? Logan uh, takes place in 2029, mm -hmm. totally separate thing. Mm -hmm. Logan died in Logan, not touching that. What actually happens in our film is these two are going to get out there. Yeah, they just play that song over the entire conversation, so you never get to hear anything. Oh, man. Uh, one site on the internet, one uh, nerd site, hired a lip reader oh, really? to watch the video okay. to see if they could make out what they were saying. And they're not even saying anything. No, it's just gibberish. To, well, they are saying well, something. they're saying stuff, but it's not sensible. Nothing that's going to no. expose what's going on in it. They do talk about a, an epic fight scene at one point between Deadpool and Wolverine, and they mention since they both have uh, accelerated healing, they're both okay, and then they laugh about it. Jackman mentions a huge fucking explosion at one point, so apparently that will be that in the film. Also, <laughs> Jackman says something, we're in our prime regarding whether Wolverine will be in a, an elderly state uh, like he was in Logan, so it's, uh, it's all excited. Good. You're excited and you haven't even made the I movie know, and that, I think it's brilliant. They're gonna build this up for two years. It's pretty smart. It's crazy. Great mark. It's gonna be a huge opening. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on September 29. Singer Halsey is 28 years old. Andrew Dice Clay is 65 years old today. Wow. Oh! Sold out Madison Square Garden. Was one of the biggest comedians in the world Sold for a moment. Madison Square Garden. Now he Sold can't can't sell out flappers. Hey, we did. Yeah, I know. We did. <laughs> Screw you, Dice. Filmmaker Robert Benton, great director, is 90 years old today. Some terrific films. Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, Nobody's Fool with Paul Newman's a great film. Places in the Heart. Good stuff. Singer Jerry Lee Lewis is still alive. This wow. guy has had more organs removed than I have it's in my body. More machine now than <laughs> I don't know what they stuff him full of, but he's still Cotton moving. candy. Apparently. He's 87 years old today. Uh, I wouldn't want to be partying with the guy. Um, famously, at his 41st birthday party, he was trying to shoot a soda bottle <sighs> and accidentally shot his bass player, Norman Owens. Wow. So, the guy knows how to party. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much of love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. 
goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Former Today Show host Brian Gumble is 74. Mark Farner, singer-guitarist of Grand Funk Railroad, 74. Erica Eleniak, she was, of course, on Baywatch. Wasn't she in that uh, Steven Seagal movie where he played the cook on a boat? Under Siege? Under Siege. I think she was the uh, female uh, love interest in that. I don't remember. Playmate, of course, 53 years old today. Les Claypool, singer and bassist of Primus, one of the weirdest bands in the world. Sort of like <laughs> funk, metal, country. I don't know what they're they up to. They, they, they do, do it all, man. They do it all. Les Claypool's 59. Well, I was gonna see Alpha Big Brown Bee Ranch shows about all her friends. One day you know that people tried to leave it, so she gave him a bicycle fence. Along came Lou with the old baboons and her hand that smell. It smells like seven legs. That baby Jill Whelan from The Love Boat. She's 56. Whelan, I guess it's Whelan. Jill Whelan. She was uh, the little girl, Captain Steubing's daughter. Okay. okay. Zachary Levi, Shazam himself, is 42. Guitarist Josh Farrow of Paramore is 35. Chrissy Metz from This Is Us is 42. Ian McShane from American Gods and Deadwood is 80. And TV theme composer, we mention his name almost every Tuesday on this show, Mike Post is 78. Ninety-three. Ninety-three. Kiss my ass, Rolling Stone. <laughs> and that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And every Thursday, we like to fling open the doors of that esteemed Institute of Learning, Ralph Sex University, and teach you a little something-something about human sexuality. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate. As I mentioned, our listener in Kuwait, it always still tickles me that we have a listener in Kuwait. Awesome. Nayef called in requesting this topic for Sex University. Hey, Ralph. What up, Odi and your home crew? This is Nayef from Kuwait. My question is basically for Sex U is. Does sex have some kind of health benefits for the, uh, for the people engaging in it? I mean, I heard some stuff online like, oh, it can prolong your life, it can do this, it can do that, whatever. What basically is the, the health benefits or any other benefits of sex for everyone? All righty, guys. I love you. I mean it. Bye. 
Bye so much. Thank you so much, Naif. Uh, yes, absolutely. There are mental and physical benefits that you get from sex that you almost can't get from anything else. Mm. Uh, I got 15 of them here. Um, and, you know, we talk about this a lot. And if you're single, uh, you know, this isn't a knock on you. And the masturbation can replicate a lot of these similar yeah. benefits, but not all of them. So just keep in mind that sex is more than something that just feels good. It's more than something that just connects you with your partner. It actually has some mental and physical health benefits as well. Number one, reduces stress and anxiety. Well, that okay. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always feel better afterwards, so right? That's a good tug. Why exactly? Why, you may ask, because it decreases levels of the stress hormone cortisol. Nah. So we feel more relaxed and calm because cortisol um, makes is the is the hormone that makes us feel stressed and full of anxiety. So good stuff there. It boosts your mood and self-confidence because of the flood of endorphins that goes into your bloodstream, especially after an orgasm, makes you feel uh, more self-esteem, mm -hmm. makes you feel more confident in mm -hmm. your everyday life. A study in 2019 showed that older adults who were sexually active reported having greater enjoyment of life and better well-being overall in their life. Huh. So it can act almost like an antidepressant if you have a, mm. a regular sex life. Increases your libido. Interesting thing about sex, the more you have, the more you want. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Largely because oxytocin is released <laughs> and you create sort of a, a craving for that. Yeah, it's like Twinkies. Oxytocin, which I believe are also in Twinkies, <laughs> uh, is crucial in building the connection with your partner when you're having sex as well. Yeah. So that's good stuff. It improves your cognitive health. Cognitive health. Sex helps your brain increase and improve its memory. Huh. Apparently, sex forms new neurons in the hippocampus, campus, which is the brain region responsible for learning and memory. Yeah, I want to jerk off before the Garvey Game Show. See, you'll get smarter. A study showed that sexually active men were better at recalling things both immediately and delayed after being asked to remember some uh, list of, of items. Female students at a college were able to remember more frequently abstract words, a list that they were given. So it actually strengthens your memory as you age. Oh, good to know. Another great mental benefit. Physically, it burns calories. I've heard that. It does. A uh, lot. Does do a lot of know, calories. It depends on what kind of sex you're having, I guess. Like if I'm on a treadmill, we're fucking. The average sexual session, Eddie Pence, yeah. burns 100 to 150 calories. Oh, it's like half a soda. That is 10 minutes on a treadmill. It's yeah. equivalent to running for 10 minutes on a treadmill <laughs> and much more enjoyable. Number six, it boosts your immune system. People who are sexually active have higher levels of an antibody called immunoglobulin A. Yeah, they do. All over their chest. <laughs> that helps fight off certain respiratory illnesses like pneumonia and bronchitis. That's why you aim it there. <laughs> as well as other infections of the sinuses, ears, and eyes. Uh -oh. Don't no aim it there. It. No one likes it in the eyes. Don't aim it there. A link between <laughs> sex and immune function has been proven by researchers. So you're actually warding off disease the more sex you have. Oh. Improve sleep. No surprise yeah. there. We all know that a good orgasm will help you nod off. It boosts letter levels of prolactin, which is a hormone associated with feeling sleepy and relaxed. Here's something I didn't know. It prevents heart disease. How is that so? It lowers your blood pressure, oh, first help. of all. That'll help. And it also releases chemicals that lower stress and anxiety, which is uh, a known cause to cause heart disease. Stress absolutely causes heart disease. They found that. They did a study. 
and proved that men who had sex once a month or less were 50% more likely to develop cardiovascular disease than men who had sex twice a week or more. The more sex you have, it's directly correlated to the presentation of heart disease. Now, are all these things released with the orgasm? Because, like, you know, sometimes women don't have an orgasm when they have sex, or are they enjoying the same benefits as, say, a man does? Well, I can't speak to your lack of skills. I don't know, I'm just I don't know what kind of women you're being with. Sometimes but. it doesn't always happen. No, it's true. A lot of these uh, the hormones are released simply by the act By of, the engaging the, uh, of yes, sex. Yes, by okay. being with someone that you uh, have certain gotcha. feelings for. And the excitement sometimes will release these, uh, these uh, different hormones. It relieves pain. Sex releases endorphins, which will help manage pain. In women who are, are able to enjoy sex and achieve orgasm, mm -hmm. it can actually be used to manage pain from menstruation to even childbirth. Uh, now, I would like to wonder, what was the study done where some woman was engaged in something sexual during childbirth that they were able to measure It's like, hey, Doc, what are you doing? <laughs> I think that's my job. <laughs> Also helps with migraines. If you have a migraine headache, yeah. they say sex actually helps uh, cure that. It's hard to get in the mood when you have a migraine headache. Well, that's next the, time she says, not now, I have a headache. You say, I have just the cure for that. <laughs> Take one of these and call me in the morning. That's what you say. <laughs> if for women, it strengthens the pelvic floor muscles. Okay. Which uh, the pelvic floor muscles located around the uterus and bladder, which help with incontinence. And some women have a problem with that after they yep. have, have uh, childbirth. It helps with bladder control. And it also helps contribute to UTI prevention. I always heard a lot of sex causes UTI. caused it, yeah. Apparently, it helps uh, helps contribute this to their prevention. All news to me. It reduces the risk of prostate cancer in men. Eddie Pence is always talking about the fact that he's got to uh, he's got to bleed the brake lines in always, order, man, in order to keep his prostate healthy. Gotta clear the pipes, dude. That's right. Uh, reduce significant reduce uh, risk of prostate cancer in men. The more orgasms and sex that they have. It may delay menopause in women. A 2020 study of pre- and post-menopausal women found that women who had weekly sex were 28% less likely to enter menopause at the same age. Hmm. So you can keep your stuff more supple for longer. Okay. It helps pass kidney stones. People who have sex more often are much quicker to release their kidney stones than those who have less sex. Oof. After two weeks, people who had kidney stones who had sex with their partners three to four times a week, 82% of that group expelled their kidney stones after two weeks. Damn. Only 53 of the group that didn't have sex expelled their, yeah. their stones. So if you want to just get those stones shooting out of there, yeah. just get to work. <laughs> Glowing, younger-looking skin. That fabled after-morning glow, it's not your imagination. It actually makes your skin look better and makes people look younger because of the flush of uh, hormones and blood underneath your skin. That is a natural part of the arousal process. It actually makes your skin look better. Hmm. So if you want to look younger, have more sex. Okay. And lastly, it does, as Nayef mentioned, increase your lifespan. They tracked the mortality of 1,000 men aged 45 to 59 over a 10-year period, and the risk of death was 50% lower in men who had frequent sex than the men who didn't. So if you want to live longer and have more of a reason to live, yeah. Find somebody to have a whole bunch of sex with. There you go. There you go. Those are the benefits, both mental and physical, of having a whole bunch of sex. So next time you're with somebody who maybe, you know, is a little resident, say, yeah. look, you're, I, you're, yeah. would you, do you want to save my life? Do you want to give me a heart attack? No. Right. Well, then let's do it. Let's get it on. And that's today's Sex You. Sex You. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, kids. Tonight, 
7 p.m. If you're a four-star general, come on, hang with us. Why don't you? You can be here in the Batcave with us as we record the show. We'd love to have you. Everybody else, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then. Stay good in the hood. Have a bunch of sex. Yeah, do it. Increase your, your mental and your physical health. Because life is life. Yeah, we want yours to be long, happy, and horny. So we'll talk to you kids tomorrow. Until tomorrow, please remember. Ha ha, so ha, ha, I got it. Ha ha, bye bye. Take a better dance now. Bye, Menon.